I'm Dr. Amy Bader. And I'm Dr. Renee Rosenfeld. Welcome to Be Natural, a place to come for the latest buzz in natural medicine. Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Renee Hubka. And this is Dr. Amy Bader. And we are so happy to be with you all today and talk about probably our favorite topic of all time, which is skin. Skin! Yay! (laughs) We love dermatology. I hope you guys know that by now. Yes. We are magnets for patients with dermatological issues, aren't we, Renee? (laughs) We absolutely are. Do you feel like skin conditions or skin patients or the topic of skin kind of found you or that you kind of sought it out to kind of understand and heal? You know what? It 100% found me, but I think it found me because I've had my own issues with skin mm-hmm. and I think like attracts like. And I think, you know, people kind of get a sense that you have some empathy or experience or whatnot and it draws them into your practice. Totally. I feel the same way. So before we get started on our skin episode, I think we're going to have like part one, two, three, four, five on this as we go because there's so much to say. Um, But we wanted to just catch you guys up on what we've been up to and what's been going on in our lives as far as health, healing, and wellness. Um, So is that okay if I go first, Amy? Go for it. Okay, great. So... Everything's going well over here. Practice is doing well. I am still taking new patients in Portland and worldwide. I do holistic health consultations. um, And I'm also an intuitive and I'm an acupuncturist. You guys know who I am and what I do. Um, But I do mostly energetic medicine and I'm becoming a spiritual teacher. It's just, you know, it's just... Life is crazy and amazing that way. Um, So that's happening with me. And I also recently took a part-time gig with Nike headquarters in Beaverton, Oregon. And I'm there once a week doing acupuncture and energy medicine and homeopathy. Um, It's pretty rad. It's pretty fun. And I'm going to start offering some online courses for those of you that want to work with some of the things I have to offer. Um, So be on the lookout for that in the next few months. And I'm also going to be offering a mentorship workshop for, you know, naturopathic medical students, acupuncture students, um, docs, anyone that's in the field of holistic health and wellness that wants to learn about how to use homeopathy and UNDA numbers the way I use them. And that should be coming up in the next couple months. Um, so be on the lookout for that on my Instagram. And I'm trying to think what else is going on. I'm doing a month um, work or course with um, Desiree Pais. It's uh, the Art of the Radiant Woman. It's about doing Kundalini yoga meditation and you know having a vision for what you want your life to be and creating action steps for making that happen. And I'm really digging it. So that's. What's going on in my life? Oh, and I'm going to Paris with my hubby um, in in April, and we're really excited about that. That's coming up in the future, but we're like planning our trip right now. So that's, that's 
fabulous. Thank you. Yeah. So all great stuff. You just got to go for your dreams, guys. Got to go yeah. for it. That's yeah. all good. So yeah. yeah, I've been equally busy, believe it or not. I've been doing my practices in California, Oregon, and Washington. I'm wow. all over, as well as you know, worldwide patients, people all over the country, patients in Europe um, via phone or video. Um, Love it. I'm still teaching uh, naturopathic medical students at the naturopathic medical school here in Portland, Oregon. Going to be doing some special trainings for them too in, in UNDA numbers, you know, the biotherapeutic drainage and homeopathy. Um, so that'll be very exciting. I'm prepping for a week-long workshop I'm going to be giving in Tennessee at Blackberry Mountain, which have oh you heard about Renee? Yes, we've talked about it, and I am so excited, and I kind of want to (laughs) go. Well, I'm very excited I get to go. It's one of the most amazing, uber-fantastic resorts in the world, and so I'm going to be doing a week-long workshop there in November. So if you feel like really treating yourself to something very, very amazing and healthy and posh, look at- Very bougie. Yeah, very, very much. Very much. (laughs) But I am definitely indeed looking forward to spending some time there in Tennessee and in the beautiful mountains. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I have Skin Tea, as you know, Renee. Skin Tea is my beverage company that I started with two fantastic women. And Mm -hmm. we are really seeing the fruits of our labor this year. We launched last year in January in four grocery stores in Los Angeles. And by the end of March, we're going to be in closer to five or 600 stores. Okay, girlfriend. (laughs) And we've hired a fantastic team and I just can't even begin to tell you how exciting that is. But for those of you who don't know, Skin Tea is a collagen sparkling tea made with super high-grade collagen peptides as well as amazing organic teas and herbs that I helped design. I helped formulate this with my friend who's a chef to not only taste weird, but to have a ton of really important function. Um, Thinking skin right out of the bat there, but it also is going to have some other really amazing health benefits. But, you know, it brings us back to that conversation around skin, Renee, and how obsessed we are. I actually went and made a product, right? Just had to go make a product. No big deal. (laughs) (laughs) It's what we call it today. (laughs) Yeah. And let me say, as a consumer of skin tea, and I get to be um, a guinea pig oftentimes when they're formulating new flavors. I feel so blessed and lucky that I get to do that. Every flavor is incredible. I think the, every one, you just like, it just knocks the socks off every time. I just can't believe it. And I feel so good when I drink it and it tastes amazing and it's so beneficial for our health. And I'm just so proud of you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank yes. You. Yeah. Okay, let's dive into this topic of skin. You know, you let's and I are, like I said, we're magnets for dermatology. Mm-hmm. Um, we get all the weird stuff. We get a lot of the normal stuff too, but we, man, the weird stuff, we get all that, the stuff with no diagnosis, right? Exactly. All <laughs> the time. I'm like, I don't care. It's okay. We don't need a name. We just need yeah. to focus on what you're experiencing because that's what matters. Right. Exactly. And the reason for that is because skin is an external reflection of what's going on in the inside. So you mm-hmm. can't underestimate the importance of holistic approaches to skin problems. You really need to treat it from the inside out. You have to. Always, always. I can't – I mean, it depends what the skin issue is. I mean, usually I will 
you know, give some type of topical thing to help the skin heal from the outside, but it's really coming from the inside. It's just a direct avenue to what your internal organs are experiencing. Mm -hmm. So the skin's pretty amazing that way because it's telling you exactly what's going on. Um, It's trying to communicate with you like, we need attention paid here. So I agree with that completely. Exactly. You know, from a naturopathic standpoint, we often will look, you know, we look at someone with a skin problem, we're looking for, you know, what's going on in their gut, what's going on in their hormonal body, what's their immune system doing, what's their microbiome doing. We also Mm -hmm. look at emotional trauma and stress. You know, Mm -hmm. you and I especially geek out on that part of someone's case because it's so, you know, it's something that goes un- spoken of in most dermatological environments in doctor's offices. And you and I don't ever underestimate the importance of emotional stressors along the way. thousand percent. I mean, that's such a big part of what makes us human beings is our emotions and our feelings and our reactions um, to our daily life. So why wouldn't that impact our skin? I mean, it impacts your gut health if you have IBS. It impacts headaches under stress. I mean, why wouldn't your emotions and your feelings impact your skin. And so, yeah, right. It just, it's so clear to us, which I'm so grateful for. Yeah. Well, Renee, one of the things I was really hoping that you could do for all of us today is talk a little bit about the Chinese medicine kind of diagnostic approach to some skin stuff, because I think it's fascinating and our listeners might actually be able to go look in the mirror and go, Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. What's that telling me? That's interesting. No, that's great. Totally. So I mean, if I have patients in the office, they're right there, so I can see what's going on on different meridians, so channels, acupuncture, Chinese medicine channels of the body. Also, um, I look for – I do a voice diagnosis, so depending on how what the sound is coming out of the patient will tell me what organ is in, in imbalanced. Sounding um, their voice. <laughs> yeah, the sound of their voice. So like – so let me, I'm going to sound, I will tell you, I'm going to tell you right now. So you can diagnose yourself and the people around you. I mean, it's, it's all for you. So you don't need to go, oh, your liver is out of balance because you're doing this voice. But so, so for the heart, when it's in balance or potentially out of balance, the heart usually when that person has some heart energy that needs attention or potentially imbalanced as well, they will sound like they're laughing. Their voice quality has a laughing quality to it. So that's heart, that's fire. So for earth, spleen, stomach, it'll sound like they're singing. So that's, you know, nourishment, nurturing, just kind of like Mother Earth. Mother Earth sings to us. And to go back to the heart, fire, laughing, you know, happiness, when you're happy and having the best time, you're laughing. So that just kind of makes the most sense there. And then for liver gallbladder, it's typically shouting. There will be a shouting or yelling quality or a projection to the voice. Someone speaking very loudly can be liver quality. Um, For lungs, there will almost be a sort of crying quality to the voice. Um, It might sound sad. And it doesn't mean it's in balance or out of balance. We have to dig further, but... That's or speaking really quietly can be lung. And then kidney, it'll have this like groaning voice. It'll like be talking like this, kind of groaning, moaning. Mm-hmm. And kidney, our kidneys are our life force energy. And 
I know I can sound, I can really go between earth and fire, but my core is is kidney. I'm When I'm just bare bones, it's like kind of groany like this. Do you hear that, Amy? I hear you groany, yes. You hear me groany. Yeah, when I'm like, I don't have to do a public speaking engagement or – and I'm just like at my core, I'm just, you know, I'm just conserving my energy and I'm just a little groany. Um, Am I, so, is my liver yelling at you right now, Renee? You're, you're a little livery. Yeah, you're totally livery. And that's great because liver – you know, we'll, we'll talk about the emotion in a second, but the virtue emotion of the liver is kindness. So that couldn't be more perfect for you. I agree. Uh-huh. It's true. Humility. But you also have that heart fire quality because you you do laugh a lot and you have that laughing quality of your voice too. So it can be complicated, but it's fun to notice like what and we have it all. It's just at that moment in time what's been what's going on with your voice. Um so I do voice diagnosis and then also color of the skin diagnosis, quality of the skin diagnosis, and then also if you're having issues on the face or not really issues on the face, but we want to use your beautiful face to help us diagnose and see what's going on, there's such, there's such a thing called Chinese medicine um, face mapping. So I oftentimes will use that like depending on where acne is or where sores are or where wrinkles are. That really does tell us a lot about your body. Because we have maps which are called homunculuses of the entire body like on our face, on our ear, on our hands, on our feet. Um, it's pretty magnificent. So I use all that. And then obviously, you know, when talking together in a visit, getting to know the core of like what's going on in your life? When did this start? What's happening? And that will also tell us a lot. Um, can I say one more thing about that, Amy? Sure. Okay. <laughs> I know. I'm like on a roll. Um, so in Chinese medicine – the lungs open up to the skin. Every organ opens up into a quote-unquote nether organ, gland, body part. And so the lungs open up to the skin. And the lungs are in charge of um, courage. Our lungs are also in charge of um, sadness, grief, and loss. Um, so that's, that plays a huge role in Chinese medicine. Um, but like, do you want to talk about the, just kind of the overall holistic health perspective of naturopathic medicine and the organs and how we use that to help heal the skin, Amy? Yeah, absolutely. Well, as you're saying this, I'm also thinking about, you know, probably the more naturopathic perspective on using what we call miasms mm-hmm. which are more rooted in the European tradition, yeah. but you know, this is a way where a lot of us as just the naturopath with the naturopathic degree would look at someone and go, okay, this person's miasm is making them very prone to like itchy red rashes. Yes. Let's talk about that. Do you want to go through that? Because you're so great at that. (laughs) I will happily do that. So the soric miasm um, these, and will you tell them like what a miasm is kind of like the quick and dirty of it? Yes. Thank you. Thank you. So a miasm is kind of the, your body's um, pre-programmed behavior when it deals with a stressor or disturbance, basically. Perfect. We come into the world, we're born with a, a present or a, a reactionary state mm-hmm. that we're prone to when we encounter things. And the fancy term for that is miasm. And so what, what different people are going to fit into different miasmatic reactions. 
So for example, some people are going to be prone to like itchy red, welty weird rashes. And you'll, you'll see these people like, yeah, I'm always getting these weird rashes. Like you, totally. you know, if you're prone to rashes, you're prone to rashes and you know who you are. Mm-hmm. And then there's other people who might be prone to having cystic stuff. And so you'll see like, those are always the people who have cystic kind of acne or mm-hmm. like pomas under their skin, or they tend to build like more moles or more warts, but they mm-hmm. tend to kind of express that as a, do- a dominant feature of their skin. Yeah. And then there's people who are really, their their body is struggling so much, their skin ulcerates really easily and it will mm-hmm. like ulcer and fissure and ooze things. Um, and those people kind of know that they're prone to that. And then lastly, another miasm would show me someone who's prematurely aging. They're not managing their minerals. So they might hate the wrinkling that that's ahead of where they should be in terms of their biological age, or their, their skin is kind of lacking like a glow and maybe it looks kind of dry. And so when I see those states or a combination of those states, I know from a homeopathic perspective and a biotherapeutic drainage perspective that there's an underlying vulnerability there that needs to be treated. Totally. I love that. That's right. how we that, practice. Yeah, and learn a little bit more of that in the straight up naturopathic degree, but also you combine it with your Chinese medicine wisdom, Renee, mm-hmm. which is fabulous. But this is just a way of looking at a person as a whole Yeah. and saying, okay, what has happened to this person? What's going on physiologically? What's going on energetically? And what's going on emotionally that put them in a place right now that this is how their body is reacting? Love it. That's perfect. And that's how we both practice. And that's how we both look at the body and how it's expressing their vitality or their vitalism. And, um, in a perfect world when we're in quote, I don't like to use the word perfect, but when we're in you know, our most vital and vibrant state, our body should, you know, you can have a reaction and then it heals quickly. That's like the body, the immune system, everything being able to take care of it. Um, so we always want, you know, it's good to mount a, a fever, a, a really fresh fever, vibrant fever, and then you should feel better the next day or the next day. Um, so making your body, being able to turn things over quickly is really important. And that's kind of the goal. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't and you say? True with skin stuff too. With I mean, skin stuff. Yeah. If, if you're having chronic skin issues, then that means you have a chronic imbalance inside mm-hmm. your body too. Yeah. Um, and then of course we nerd out on the science too. Yeah. I mean, I know we, people love our woo-woo episodes. We talk about all the woo-woo stuff, but the reality is we're both really hardcore science nerds in parallel to that. Totally. And this is where we look at, you know, what is happening with the microbiome in the body. That's the bacteria that's in your body, on your skin. What's mm-hmm. happening with your hormones? Is your liver not processing, you know, estrogens well or androgens well? You know, are you, you know, not, I, I mean, honestly, like, are you toxic on some level? Do you need yeah. to get cried out of your body? Your body's trying to get things out through the skin when it shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's a ton of science too behind the the approach that we can have with this. Yeah. Whole thing. And that's really where we need to dive in and look at someone's whole history so we can mm-hmm. see what got them to this point where now maybe they're walking in with acne and it's really driving them nuts, right? Right. Exactly. 
Well, let's, do you want to talk about kind of our most vital internal organs and talk about, you know, well, we're going to talk about later about what to do to heal the skin and how to support those organs. Mm-hmm. But do you want to talk, should we talk about like the most heavy hitters or yeah, the let's, organs let's that we want to make sure are open totally, and functioning? Let's, let's start with the gut. Okay. Let's do so it. What's going on there? Yeah. Um, so first of all, skin doesn't like to be stressed. So it's going to show up with these, you know, having these horrible issues when there's stress going on. And one of the most stressful things you do, as most people would say, is you eat things you shouldn't. (laughs) So when you eat, let's say you eat corn or gluten or dairy or eggs. And, you know, I know there's research out in the world that says those things do not contribute to skin problems. I disagree completely. Yeah. So let's say you eat dairy and your body does not like dairy and it comes in and it inflames your gut and it messes things up on the inside, it will probably reflect on your skin. It's a stressful event. And so right there, you know, it's kind of the first interaction with things that are inflammatory. That's, that's in your gut. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we need to minimize that if we're going to get past this place where you are and actually heal your skin. Um, And, you know, part of that also is making sure your digestion's working optimally, right? And then, like, if your stomach Definitely. isn't working very well and you're not breaking food down very well and you're not getting the pH gradient to drive your pancreatic enzymes to come out and do what they're supposed to do, and then you're not pooping regularly, mm-hmm. all of that's a problem for your preach, skin. Preach, preach, preach. <laughs> yes. Right? Bowing down to that, Andy. Yes, I totally it's, agree. It's I will. And it can start with something is like sit down and chew your food, people. Yes, I, I know. And I was just going to say, like, unless you have an allergy to a food, like my goal, because I've had tremendous amounts of past um, eating disorder and um, disordered eating, and you know, weird emotional emotional allergies around food because I've had this belief system around different foods. You know, unless you have an allergy. And I'm not strictly talking about um, like anaphylaxis to a food, but an allergy to a food, create, having an allergic immune response to food. I would love it if every person was able to tolerate almost all foods in moderation. Mm-hmm. So like if you have corn, you might not feel the best. Like I don't feel the best when I have corn. It's not like my favorite food and it's not super nutrient dense and it's so modified at this point in our world. So I don't feel amazing when I have it, but I can have it and tolerate it just fine. Like I can get away with it every now and then. So my whole goal with patients is to get away, be able to get away with the foods, but having a really strong, nutrient dense, you know, whole foods diet. And when I say whole foods, I mean like foods from the earth in lots of different forms um, and whatever serves you. I'm not talking about like whole foods, the grocery store. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Um, does have some whole foods there. <laughs> oh, they totally do. I mean, yeah, of course. Um, but I mean, and when we talk about that, and you said, I love what you brought, you went right into this, Amy. You said, sit down and chew your food. So I truly believe we create these sensitivities or allergies or imbalances or, you know, poor digestion because our nervous system is not relaxed when we're eating and digesting our food. So 
I think that's really a huge part, um, you know, believing and knowing that food is good for you. All foods serve a purpose, every single one on this planet. Um, and eating in peace and quiet. I used to always have to eat when I was like watching a show or working and a long time ago. And oh my gosh, that served me zero. And so at this point, I've really like, think about it, babies, all they do when they eat is eat. They're on the boob or on the bottle and they're not doing anything else. They're focusing and digesting on their food. So we need to live like that. It's so simple. <laughs> I mean, think about it. When Zoe was a babe, she was on that boob or she was on that bottle and that's all she did. She didn't do anything that's else. That's a fact, but I'm getting all kinds of very funny mental images right now. I'm sure. <laughs> oh, and she, she put her hand in a weird place or just like, <laughs> no, you know, between adults. Totally. It's like a so, baby. Like Not a baby. Blood. Yeah. I mean, your stomach is the first thing to shut down when you're stressed out. So being yeah. in a peaceful place in your day to chew your food and, and mm-hmm. eat is really, really, really important. And and it will end up reflecting in your skin. I know it seems like it's a lot of dots to connect between chewing mm-hmm. and acne, but mm-hmm. you can connect the dots if you work totally. through it. So we're not going to talk to you. I mean, we just gave you like a piece of knowledge, you know, eating in peace. But we're going to talk mostly about like how to heal the skin in another episode, but we're going to just continue to focus on the different parts of the body that can contribute or play a part in skin imbalances. So definitely digestion. You need to be pooping um, because if you don't poop, your toxins just recirculate and the liver, this is, oh, sorry, not the liver. The lung in Chinese medicine is a pair, a paired organ with the large intestine. So the lung and the large intestine are a pair. So if you're having issues in the large intestine, which is your colon, which is the avenue to pooping, you very well could have skin issues. So you got to poop every day, guys. Right. Every so day. pooping is is not so great for the paired lung and the lung governs the skin. So is that how in Chinese medicine that works? Yeah. So large intestine, if you're, yeah, if like you're not breathing, you probably aren't going to poop very well because you're not resting and digesting. You're not in the parasympathetic nervous system. Um, And it can go back and forth in different ways too. But if you're not pooping, it's an indirect line to the skin because it's connected to the lung. It's a pair. Mm -hmm. Um, I hope that makes sense. That's just kind of like the overarching theme of that. Um, So yeah, a lot of people who have chronic constipation or diarrhea or IBS may have some skin issues. Um, but that's just a small part. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go to the liver. Can we go back to the microbiome for two seconds? Yeah. Okay. Just kidding, guys. Back to the microbiome. So yeah. in that gut, I don't want to forget to talk about this this living entity, which is your microbiome. That's that body of bacteria that lives there and it governs. It's like a vital organ. It is truly like a vital <laughs> organ. It's going to impact everything from your hormone balance, to your cholesterol, to your immune system. But what's fascinating about the microbiome is there's been studies that show the microbiome of the gut and the microbiome of the skin kind of ride along in tandem. They're like co-piloting totally. each other. They totally are. Yeah. So when you disrupt the microbiome of the gut, you're going to be kind of consequently also affecting the microbiome of the skin. And that's when you see things like eczema flare up, for example. So, you know, that's really important. And the microbiome is going to be vulnerable to 
you know, the standard American diet, where we eat a ton of sugar and we eat a lot of food with pesticides in it, that kind of stuff. So again, back to what Dr. Renee said, whole food, organic foods are really important, variety of foods, chewing your food, getting the right pH in your stomach and, and rippling down downstream because that helps feed that really vital microbiome. Okay. Now we can Absolutely. talk about it. Absolutely. No, I'm glad that you said that. And that also goes back to connecting like the large intestine and the lung. Microbiome yeah. is largely impacted in the large intestine and the skin, which connects us or which connects us to the lung. So it's all connected, which you guys know. Um, and then did you hear my voice there? It was very kidney, very groany. So it changes, you know? So just pay attention to like, oh, what are some organs that might be imbalanced within myself? Um, okay. I'm that was pretty good. Yelling like an angry liver. Do it, girl. <laughs> Shout it out. Shout it out. Okay. Express now tell, tell us about the liver, Dr. Renee. Tell us about the okay. liver. So the liver, mother liver, that's what my precious professor, Dr. Dangerfield, called it in medical school, mother liver. It's because it is the mother detoxification organ in your body, and it has many roles, um, and it's really important that we eat really good food. I don't want to get into this because I, well, I want to get into this, but we're going to talk about this more later. But the liver, we'll talk about how to support the liver in the next episode, but the liver is deeply, deeply in charge of making sure that, you know, any toxins, some pathogens, too many hormone, not enough hormone, um, heavy metals, fragrance, just lots of junk that we come into contact with at a daily basis gets moved throughout your body, that it moves out of there. So I just, you know, we have to make sure that we support our livers every day. It's really important. It's one of our very most important organs. Um, and I would have to be supporting say, it. Um, it, you know, the, the liver being so responsible for breaking down hormones. Yes. You know, when you're seeing, especially like teenage acne, which, you know, we yes. get a lot of teenagers who are going through puberty and acne is suddenly a problem. It's really because their livers are not yet used to keeping up with that load of hormones that suddenly totally. come away. Totally. And that's where you get that, like the androgen dominance, like testosterone kind of influence that shows up as hormonal acne. So treating the liver through hormonal fluctuations is really, really helpful. And we do that with lots of ways, but Dr. Renee and I use a lot of homeopathy and, and mm -hmm. that, um, biotherapeutic drainage for that, but there's mm -hmm. herbs and there's different dietary things and, and castor oil packs and whatnot. But that's, that is really, really key to hormonal health in general, but in particular when it's directly affecting the skin, it's going to be something you want to make a note of. Totally. And the liver and the gallbladder are a pair in Chinese medicine. And sometimes when you think there, it might be a liver issue, it could be a more gallbladder issue. Um, and on the face, when you're looking at face mapping, so hormones and, you know, hormone imbalances and potentially the root cause of that is a more liver issue. I see that a lot on the jawline and potentially the neck. And then also for gallbladder, it's all kind of along the temples, in front of the ear, just kind of that area of the body. Um, 
So it's just good to know what's going on on your face because that can kind of tell you, oh, I'm in a more livery picture or I'm expressing more of a gallbladder picture. Renee, so, can I ask you a quick question about acne and mapping? Um, when people sure. are prone to acne on their shoulders or their back, is there anything from a Chinese medicine perspective that stands out to you? Just a random question. No, that I love that question. I really go to the lung. I really think it's a lung issue. Um, not always. It really just depends. Um, I see – so the front of the body is more like here I am, all for the world to see. And the back of the body is more like the basement, um, things that are hidden, our shadow, things that are harder to kind of see. And a lot of the times, you know, when we have grief, sadness, loss, you know, we don't, are, we aren't always able to express it or show it. Um, and I often, or heartbreak also. So I see that oftentimes show up in the back, the back, mm. the shoulders the back of the body. Um, so usually a, l- a lung picture, but also like deep heartbreak. I see that in like all deep heartbreak, but also um, really low self-confidence, like not I believing was, in yourself. I was just going to say that because, mm-hmm. you know, you the book, You Can Heal Your Life by Louise yes. Hay. Yes. I've looked the, I've looked up acne in that book a number of times and it it always reminds me that acne and and which came first the chicken or the egg but acne yeah. in her her mind this was all really around how your emotional body can show up in a physical problem that's what totally. this is about and she talks about how there's an element of anger itself and kind of a self-loathing self-confidence self-esteem issue with acne and yeah. when I use homeopathic specifically for self-esteem with patients with acne, I often see a lot of resolution quickly in the acne. Totally. Me and then too. everybody's feeling better for, you know, like I said, you'll feel better because acne has gone, but your acne will go away because you're feeling better. So there's a relationship that goes both ways there in the, in the psyche. It's fascinating. It's so fascinating. And also the liver, like the energetic essence of the liver, one of them, I mean, there's many, is about self-confidence and self-esteem like standing up for yourself um, and really speaking your truth and having that, you know, you know, some people are like, oh, she shout, like not talking about you, Amy, but other people are like, oh, that person's so loud or, you know, oh, they're shouting. It's like, could be one of two things. Either they're loud and they're proud and they're here and they want to be seen. Or some people are like, I need attention. I need validation from the external world. And I'm trying to make myself heard. So there's lots of different ways to look at it. Um, But yeah, I do. Yeah, I just totally agree with that. Acne in general, liver or no liver, often has can do with low self-esteem or Mm -hmm. not loving yourself. And I mean, I just can't tell you how many people are like, oh, I'm hideous. I'm like, you're absolutely gorgeous. And I don't don't let your acne be a measure of that. But that's, you know, there's work there to be done around your belief system around yourself. So Anyway, soapbox over. <laughs> okay. I don't know about that. What do you mean? One of us will be on a soapbox in two seconds again. Oh, right. Soapbox <laughs> over. <laughs> New soapbox. Okay. New soapbox. Where do you want to go next? Well, I, I think why don't we talk about – we talked a lot about acne just now. Why don't we yeah. go through the mechanisms for eczema, rosacea, and perioral derm since we see a lot – they're so common. Let's just kind of yeah. go – root the roots of those a little bit 
Okay. About what we're looking for with that. And I, I can jump right into eczema. I get a ton of eczema. Go to, yeah, jump right in. In practice, yeah. Everyone from little tiny teeny new babies up to grownups, mm-hmm. um, it's it's a really, really common issue. And again, we go back to um, looking at that digestive tract and the microbiome often with this. There have been studies that show that what eczema really is when you see it on your skin is a loss of diversity of the microbiome on your skin. So what you're seeing is a lot of the healthy bacteria have kind of gone away all of a sudden, and what's left are what we call the pathogens. That's the bacteria that your body doesn't like as well, and then it has an immune reaction to that because it sees things there that it doesn't like, and there's no friendly, you know, there's no nothing friendly looking back at it, if you will. Yeah. And so it will, it will get triggered. And if you talk to anyone who has eczema, you know, they know they get more flared when they get super stressed or maybe they eat certain things. And we know stress, whether it comes from your boss yelling at you or your food being the wrong food, stress will shift the microbiome to be far less diverse. And it happens very, very quickly. Yeah, totally. Right. And so we're going to be doing a lot of work on the inside and the gut and, and probably some hormones too and, and all that. But, you know, it's interesting, Renee, this, my favorite, one of my favorite studies around the microbiome was they took two groups of people. One group was a control group and they measured their diversity of their microbiome in their gut at the beginning of the week. They had them go through a normal week and then they measured it again and it was the same. The mm-hmm. experimental group had their microbiome diversity measured they were told to watch a really funny movie every day for seven days. And their <laughs> microbiome diversity was remeasured and it was much more diverse. Oh my God. Amazing. Right. So one of the best things you can do for eczema, honestly, is, is man- minimize your stress and laugh every day, to be honest with you. But nonetheless, totally. Yes. That's what that is. And so when we talk about treatments later, we're going to give you some actual exact tips on how to do this. But it's really around getting things stabilized in your microbiome mm-hmm. that will reflect on your skin. Totally. Absolutely. Okay. Do you want to talk? So we're talking about the microbiome. Do you want to talk about like rosacea? Um, talk sure. About rosacea for a second. Let's do rosacea. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let's just kind of because they all have a lot of similarities. I mean, rosacea yeah. is kind of this hybrid between like acne and kind of this autoimmune kind of presentation where you're reacting to the wrong types of bacteria on your skin or even in your eyes. You can have it in your eyes, which is really irksome. And so again, we're going back to try and teach the immune system to not be super reactive in the way we don't want it to be. Part of that's going to come from the microbiome. I also find with rosacea that there are often some roots in um, some hormone deficiencies. Like I yep. tend to see like low progesterone can make people more vulnerable to some rosacea breakouts. Mm-hmm. Um, and then <clears throat> like there's certain issues around the sun and triggers around histamine, like with red wine. What's your yeah. experience with it, Renee? So with rosacea, all the things you said, um, I do also, you know, look at it from an energetic perspective. So, and I know you do this too. So rosacea, for those that don't know, it's a really red quality in the skin. 
And red is often heat in the body. And heat can be coming from a lot of different avenues and honestly, depending on where it is on your body. So if you have the rosacea around your eyes, that's typically, you know, coming from a more liver perspective. Um, If it's in different places, that can symbolize different things. But heat can be fire and fire can be anxiety. Fire can be anger. Fire can be hatred or rage or resentment. So really strong emotions that are possibly not being um, processed or fully emoted in the body and it's coming out of the skin. So if we don't fully process or express emotions in our mental emotional space, it's going to get punted to the physical body. That's just what happens. So that's what I see all day, every day. And so really being like, okay, what are you angry about? (laughs) like when did this come on oh it came on around this time I was going through this okay or do you have any anger around that or you know any anxiety around that or going on and on and just exploring um and some the body can be really good about burying things very deeply so just supporting the internal organs from a physical perspective will get you somewhere but you typically have to go to the emotional body to really heal it 100 percent with rosacea I completely agree with that yeah. I think people's rosacea improve and skin in general improve <clears throat> with also adding in things like EMDR therapy, which yes. is around treating old trauma. Totally. Homeopathy around trauma. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Totally. Yeah. And I think the same goes for perioral dermatitis. And yeah. For some of you who, who may not be familiar with perioral dermatitis, it's a bitch. I've had <laughs> it's a tough one to treat sometimes. <laughs> Nobody knows why we get this, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, they know that, you know, conventionally they will often give an on antibiotic called doxycycline for months yeah. and months and months. There's something about that antibiotic that's helpful, but they can't really isolate why this happens. But basically it's this weird rash mm-hmm. that happens around your mouth. Mm-hmm. And it's the old term for it was muzzle rash. Super awesome, right, Renee? Like, oh my gosh. Like someone feel really bad on top of having this rash by saying like, that's from your muzzle. Oh my Ugh. God. Don't give me some I don't love that. I'm crack some heads. Ew. But <laughs> you often see this most in women who yeah. are kind of maybe in their 40s, they're heading into menopause and they're under stress. Yep. So we know there's a big emotional component to this. And I've definitely seen certain food triggers contribute to this, yes. you know, like gluten or dairy or whatever. But it's super frustrating because. Other than taking that antibiotic or maybe doing some topical suppressive therapy, which ultimately will probably make it worse in the end. Yeah. There's not a lot going on out there conventionally that that I'm aware of. And so, again, we go back to that treating your whole body. Mm -hmm. And I've had this, by the way. I had this when I was going through my divorce. It sucks. But nature cure, really, you know, managing stress and dealing with the emotions and, and getting your gut right and all that. It, it totally fixed it for me. Of so, course. Of course, duh. Of course. So I, but I have so much empathy around this particular issue because it's yeah. just, and I'm going to just, it sucks. It totally <laughs> sucks. Oh my God. It totally sucks. Um, and I agree with you. And I think a lot of the triggers for perioral derm have to do, it's a hormonal imbalance. It's also like a stomach digestive imbalance. And I believe there's also like a liver component. So it's really a multifaceted um, 
condition. And so it's like cleaning up the gut, also making sure that you're eating foods that really serve you, just like really building the microbiome and making sure you're pooping every day. Um, And then also balancing any hormones that need support. So you can see this in patients with, you know, lower hormone kind of loads or people that have an excess of hormone. But then when I think about the mouth, obviously I think about food and some people, you know, they'll eat a certain thing. If they're having an issue with that food, they might have a breakout around there. So making sure that you're eating foods that really serve you at this time when you're going through a healing, you know, process with this condition. But then I think about the mouth, like the fifth chakra, the throat chakra, and it's like, are you able to fully express yourself? So with a lot of patients with perioral derm, I see like they're not able to fully speak their truth. They're not fully able to say their needs. They're not fully able to um, just share and there's like fear I'm, around sharing. I'm, I'm only laughing, Renee, because this came up when I was going through a divorce, and nothing yeah. like a divorce to make you shut your mouth a little. Oh yeah, <laughs> or feeling like you have to say things you might. Yeah, you know, you're go- you're going through it. And you're like, okay, let's keep this, you know, going as smoothly as possible. And it's like, push, yeah. here comes the rash. Right, totally, because you were going through a lot of emotions and like you probably weren't able to fully express all of them at that time in some capacity. That would be so common for that, you know, condition. Um, I see that all the time. You know, we see that all the time with thyroid conditions in the fifth chakra because that's your voice box. When you, if you put your fingertips, I'm doing this right now, against your throat, you can feel the vibration of your voice. It's like the direct energy center for your self-expression. And so a lot of patients with thyroid issues will have some imbalance um, in the fifth chakra, the throat chakra. So it's all connected. Um, but yeah, perioral derm is definitely treatable and curable. We just, you just got to give the body what it wants. Got to listen. Um, let's talk. Can we go back to acne for a second? Yes. Okay. So um, I treat a ton. Do you treat a lot of acne right now? Oh my gosh, yes. Tons and tons. 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 Oh my gosh. It's so common. Um, And one of my teachers recently, I was talking to them about acne and they said, acne is typically something trying to break through in the body. So just thinking about that, like what is something that's really trying to break through in my life? And I'll, I'll kind of share some, a personal story. Um, and we'll talk about kind of our experiences with skin too, because I know we wanted to share. But um, I like I had a little bit of acne in high school, and then I of course went on the birth control pill at that time because that's what you did. And I took care of my acne, and I have been on the pill in million and million and one years. But um, I'll you know my, my skin's I have really great skin. But occasionally I'll get some acne, or I'll go through some hormonal fluctuations, and, and things will pop up. And so I've been, um, I've had a little bit of acne in my gallbladder area, which is the temple area, like outside the eyes, kind of around the temples. And gallbladder and liver, like the reason why some people have that shouty quality, positive or negative, it doesn't matter. It's like being able to share, also express yourself. 
And I was getting like a little bit of gallbladder discomfort. I knew it wasn't physical for me. I knew it was energetic or emotional. That's just how my body is. And I know my body so well at this point. And I was like, what am I not expressing? I was like, what am I not sharing? Like, what am I not doing? And I was like, I haven't been fully expressing some of my needs in my life and I I haven't fully been saying like things I don't want to do or things I need help with. Like I haven't fully been doing that. And once I started doing that, my acne started getting a million times better and the pain, the little discomfort I was having in the right upper quadrant of my abdomen like went completely away. I couldn't believe it. Isn't that amazing, Amy? (laughs) Yeah, it's awesome. It's amazing. So – Obviously, and then I also put myself on a few like gallbladder support um, things because I knew my I, – I muscle test my body and I also am very intuitive and I know my body and I knew what it wanted and that was also helpful too. Um, but when I just was giving it medicine just for the gallbladder and not tackling that emotional piece, it wasn't budging. So we're a whole person. We have to look at the whole picture and what makes us a whole being. Um that's my little acne story. But um, what do you feel like – Where, what parts of the body do you see acne in a lot, Amy? Well, I mean, obviously we see it a lot on the, in the hormonal areas, mm-hmm. that, you know, chin, jawline, down the neck, on the back and shoulders. Yeah. Sometimes on the chest. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but that person usually is, you know, that seems to me more hormonal in those areas. Totally. So, but if someone, you know, the forehead or like higher up on the cheeks, mm-hmm. typically that person I'm going to detox and really go after their gut is my primary focus as well. Same. Yeah. yeah. So, and then also, I mean, I think location, I mean, <laughs> I think skin is like real estate, right? It's location. Location, location, location. location. So, yeah. probably, you know, you'd be so proud of me, Renee, when I'm at the med school in particular, you know, if someone comes in with a skin problem, I'll go, I'm like, someone go find me a Chinese medicine student. Tell me what the is yeah. on. That's perfect. Oh my <laughs> God. I love don't underestimate that connection, you know, and I'll often send them for Chinese medicine support and we'll start diving in with our naturopathic support and it goes mm-hmm. really well. Um, totally. Right. Yeah. So again, and, and what I tell people is, you know, be, be patient. Cause if we do this right, we can be done struggling for real. And like, I totally those pills, yeah, I mean, they, they're, they're not taking the acne away. They're just suppressing it while you're on there. I know. Right? They are. The biotic or the Accutane or the, you know, Accutane, I guess is a little different and can put you into remission, but it's so brutal that it's really That's kind true. of a last ditched effort in my opinion. I agree. I totally agree. Um, I was also going to say, do you want to talk about rashes? Because I see like weird rashes all the time. You do too. Goodness sakes, yes. So Amy and I see, we we talk a lot about how we really don't care about diagnosis names. Like, sure, it's helpful to be like, you have psoriasis, you have eczema, you have acne, you have whatever. But – I see a lot, and so does Amy, like rashes that have no names. And I'm like, that's cool. We're just going to treat your body, what you're experiencing, and what it's trying to tell us. Um, I see these a lot like under the armpits, going down the side of the body, like under behind the elbows, behind the knees, um, just like weird patches on the skin. It's just really interesting. Um, And then with 
biotherapeutic drainage and homeopathy and deep lifestyle shifts. Um, we get it to heal, but those conditions often can take some time because it's usually a really deep imbalance that's in the internal landscape coming to the external landscape. So you have to be really patient with those um, presentations. Yeah. Those are usually the patients who come in and see us and say, I've tried everything. Last resort. Last resort. And again, I laugh. I'm like, I don't know if that's a compliment or an insult, but we're going to do this. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to do this. You know, and I also want to say scalp issues, Renee. Ah, Oh yeah. Weird funky scalps, like dandruffy stuff, weird rashes in the hair, the ira. We see a ton of that in Portland. I think it's because it's pretty cold and rainy and we tend to be a little damp as people. Yeah. Um, but don't underestimate the power of everything we're talking about if you have chronic dandruff mm-hmm. or dermatitis on your scalp. And those can be so bothersome. Yeah. Um, and they're very effectively treated 99.9% of the time, I think, without like a dandruff shampoo. <laughs> so Totally. And I also want to say like with skin conditions, just depending on what they are, and skin conditions also include like nail fungus and weird candidiasis rashes and lots of things. Um, Just be patient because everything typically, unless you come in contact with something, which is contact, you know, dermatitis or you get a weird cut or a scrape and it's coming from the external world – you know, these things started deep within our bodies. And so we have to be patient and compassionate with our bodies in this healing process because it can take some time on the external landscape um, because they're coming from a deep place inside of us. Think about how long things had to kind of brew in there for them to come and appear on the outside because that's our bodies being like like sirens, red flag. Mm-hmm. They really want us to know what's going on if it's coming out the skin, which is really great because that's – we want it to tell us what's going on. So I just want to remind you to be patient and compassionate um, with yourself while you're healing the skin and also work with a really great practitioner like one of us because <laughs> we love this stuff. I Yeah, it's the best. Dermatology rocks. It's super yeah. rewarding. It's probably like the most rewarding thing. It one is of the most one of them. rewarding because of the, you know, it's so emotional to have something going on with your skin and it's, you can't really get away with, I mean, you, you see it, right? I mean, it's yeah. sometimes easy to kind of emotionally escape if you've got some other kind of health problem going on because you don't have to look at it all the time. But with skin, it's just always there. And so, yes, lots of empathy on our part. Yeah. And also like your external appearance is not a direct reflection of the beautiful person that you are on the inside. So just while you're doing healing in this space of healing the skin, just remember that your worth does not equate to your appearance. Mm -hmm. I have to remind myself that and my patients that all the time, but it's so true. Um, now I look in the mirror, I'm like, oh, I have a blemish. I don't care. I'm great. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm a loving, kind human being and it loves myself and others. So I'm not going to let this blemish rule my, ruin my day. Um, Good so, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've come a long way in my 32 years. So, yeah. Well, we'll talk about anti-aging in the next episode because now I'm 51. <laughs> so. Well, that's perfect. We'll talk, we'll talk about talk- vulnerabilities of the skin in that episode too. <laughs> Do it. Yes. So we have some more skin episodes coming up for you soon. So stay tuned. Um, we're really excited to be 
starting the new year and a new decade with you all. And if you have any questions or comments or any other topics or guests, topics you want us to cover or guests you want us to have on, please comment on our Instagram or shoot us an email. And we love you all. And we're so grateful to have you tune into our little podcast. And thank you so much. Thank you. Have a great day. Bye. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Be Natural Radio for more tips and tricks on how to live your healthiest life. This podcast is sponsored by Real Beauty Food, Inc., makers of skin teeth.